Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Turin Giants podcast. My name is Farhad. I'm the host that loves you most, and I'm joined, as always, with my two powerful and handsome partners, Samuel and Giovanni. How you doing, boys? What up, what up? Doing well. So we're trying out Zoom today. Um, we're using a different, different conference thingy before, and now it's now with Zoom, let's see how this works. I, I'm so far I'm liking it, and we're not getting paid officially by Zoom, but that's just something Sam or Samuel, as I call him, he suggested it. So I hope you guys like the audio a lot more. Not a lot of people call me Samuel. Um, my mother does, and uh, people in French and Italian do because it flows better um, so, I sometimes. But I mean, feel free. Samuel like Adamo making... is my full name, so. <laughs> like I'm not making fun of it. I'm, I literally love calling you Samuel for some reason. Let's let's yeah oh. we 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 can, we can, we can roll with it. Samuel Samuel has uh, has uh, has has gone to the can and is ready to go uh, on on this, Sam, pl- on this plus, plus episode. Plus Sam Rothstein is one of the greatest movie characters of all time. So you are Sam Rothstein and you are our Canadian son. Since we're introducing Sam, he is part of Culture Podcast and he's still on loan. We're we're watching you, buddy. Yes, sir. Um, get, out, get, out <laughs> us, get out us on uh, get out us on Twitter, Instagram at Cultural Podcast. Tune in, subscribe to us as well. Uh, thank you, Farhad. I also, by the way, I do a mean uh, Robert De Niro impression. I don't know. Oh, if, really? Yes, sir. Sam Ross. I mean, if if, if on, you man. really want, if you really want to go there, now you see the the key with this is it's 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 a visual experience as much as it is an audio one. Of course, because because he contorts his face in a whole way that unfortunately <laughs> listeners aren't going to be able to see, but you, you will on the call. But basically like De Niro, he's, even, when he's, even when he's like smiling, he looks like he's frowning. So. <laughs> that's part of the, I mean, if you can't okay. visualize De Niro's face, you know, that's, that, that's a huge problem for you. We'll say something. Listen, listen here. The, the problem with Juventus is they got too many people up top doing a whole lot of fucked up shit nobody knows about i tell you uh, all right listen i don't know Sam, uh, Sam i have to say way. it is it is a visual experience <laughs> i will give you guys that so he did the wagging finger and everything yeah i don't know yeah, the, the, uh, well, the index and pinky finger too so that's, that's right baby uh, anyway um, let's uh a good week yeah. to be a juventino good week to be a juventino yes sir so sam you know um it, it, he he put me to shame because um, I've been a guest on his podcast. I've never listened to it. So I gave it a listen this time. You know, they were back with a big Serie A um, preview. Very good episode. And man, the energy Thank on that you. podcast, I highly recommend it. Don't leave us. Just listen to both of us. Um, go ahead, buddy. No, well, I mean, I mean, uh, you, you, if, you're, if you're a big UV fan, you'd probably be sick of the attention that we give to all the other teams. So definitely uh, stay glued here for all the, uh, for all the best uh, Bianconero um, takes. And that, um, was one of the, that was one of the reasons you, you, you decided to participate in our podcast, because you, you were the only one. You had, no, you had no partners. I could relax. I could relax more. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. And we also have Giovanni. Anyways, here's episode... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Dude, Giovanni is a breakout star, man. I'm telling you, people love his, uh, his Q&A sessions and people really enjoy, you know, listening to him. And he looks, with, with, this, with these glasses, you look like Ian Wright. 
So I love, I love the look again, today. again, again, tough radio, but I, but you, you're a hundred percent, you're a hundred percent right for right? Uh, but yeah, no, no, shout out to Giovanni for finally embracing Twitter, man. I mean, we got a oh, bunch God, of Twitter questions please. for later in the podcast. I'm so proud of him. He's been messaging us now, like actually like fucking trigger, triggered, rattled, angry at, at people on Twitter. And he's hey, like, what uh, is this? Is this how people are on Twitter? I fucking hate this guy, man. I got mm-hmm. into it. I got into a spat with this guy. And uh, you know, I, I did uh, get into my first uh, Twitter mini argument. You broke your cherry. As much as, much as mm-hmm. I'm pissed at this dickhead, I'm more pissed at myself for getting, you know, kind of into it. But we, like it was, I think you had posted about, the whole Suarez thing, which I'm sure we'll get into. Oh, buddy. Podcast. Of course. And I said, oh, you know, how long is it going to take before the Ventus or Cheaters troll are going to come out? And then nobody really said anything until this dude was like, well, I guess they are because look at them. They're such a pedestrian. Like, your, your club's a joke. So I did a little digging because I'm a Milan fan and, you know, let's, I hate to break it to him, but their team, their team is fucking one Ibrahimovic injury away from not, <laughs> from, from being, you know, in lower mid table. I'll just throw it out there. Tonali, no Tonali or whatever they want to fucking tell themselves. Uh, you know, long story short, so, you know, just for everybody that doesn't know, Suarez and one uh, one of the four accredited institutions in Italy for you know this um, citizenship language. Giovanni, Giovanni, we'll, we'll we'll get into do it. We wanna get, do we want to get right uh, into yeah, it? Yeah, let, let me finish. No, let me just finish. I'll open it. All right, go ahead. Uh, you know, like everybody, like for you know the the you know the the, the the dickhead faction of people saying, "Oh, Juventus is always cheating." This investigation mm-hmm. started in February because of lack of transparency of that specific institution. It's like, a, it's, it, 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 Juventus was not even on the list of anything. They just happened to be there to schedule the, um, mm-hmm. the, you know, the test. Exam. That's it. Nothing else. Yeah. This has been like, you know, this, this investigation started in February of like 2020. Yeah, it, it, it's, it is a narrative that's been going around that is definitely worth defending ourselves over, I think, because there, doesn't, there isn't much case there against us. And I can't wait to get into it because uh, what, a, what an incredible story it, uh, it, 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 it was and is. I mean, it's, it's still ongoing. So, um, yeah. Anyway, Farhad, yeah, we'll what's, talk, uh, we'll what, what's on the menu? What's on the menu this week, bud? Listen, guys, I, I let, listen, I've conceded. I've conceded my position. I let you guys talk for the rest of like 59 minutes. Let me just get the goddamn intro out so people know how to reach us. Um, this, so far, the, the podcast is a fine-tuned machine. Um, it's, like a, it's like a Swiss timepiece right now. But all right, let's get it started. So ways to listen to us, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, uh, uh, Pocket Casts for Android users, and of course, SoundCloud. Uh, please follow us on all social media uh, Turin Giants podcast related is at Ube Podcast. I refuse to change the username since we were <laughs> change the use, we were told to change the podcast name, but I don't want to I don't want to let go of my at Ube Podcast. That's on Twitter. Also on Twitter, follow us on at Turin Giants if you're interested in purchasing a um, a magnificent piece of clothing that is Ube related. Um, on Instagram, Turin Giants Podcast is where you get updates on the podcast and some photographs sometimes. 
also Turin Giants is the, the big old page that I, that I have, that's, which is just for fun and pr- to promote the podcast also. Um, oh, top 10 countries. I, um, I love to read this before we go. Guess what, buddy? Guess what, my Canadian friend? Last seven days, the city that listened to us the most was Richmond. I don't know where it is, but it's in, it's in Canada. I and I thank you all. Rich, Richmond, Richmond, Virginia, or Richmond Hills. I think, I think we could be, yeah, I think that could be Toronto. I think it could be a yeah, Toronto take. Shout I out. I think it is. Respect. Yeah. Um, as far as cities, number two is Sunderland, which is in, in America. Uh, Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Oh, I got excited there. I, 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 love, I love the Jordi <laughs> accent. That's another, that's another accent that we'll have to wait for another day. Top ten. Co- oh, are we? Are we? Are we starting a new? Um, new segment. We're starting a new segment. Yeah, it's a just, magical just, world of accents. <laughs> I. Um, you, you can throw anything at me. Just don't ask me to sing. We, we, we've seen that video. I will not. I promise. So, top ten countries that listen to us. Kuwait. You know, number ten. They um, uh, they moved Indonesia from the tenth spot, which I'm pretty pretty proud about. Honduras, number nine. Wow, that was a first. Sweden, number eight. Italy, number seven. Norway, number six. Shreya, I think they were number three last week, and they're number five now. United Kingdom, Saudi Arabia is giving numbers, man, you know, pulling up. Canada, number two, and the US of A, number one. Still can't As believe always, I, I can't believe that, that, that like an entire collective of people in Honduras are probably just getting together listening to us. That is, that is, that is, <laughs> that is unreal. It's a, it's a neighborhood, it's a neighborhood activity. Oh, man. Hola, que tal? <laughs> I love it. Um, I um, one one last thing I wanted to mention, sort of podcast related. I love music, and I I ever since I was a kid, I was making mixtapes for my dad's car, and now I have Spotify, which is like my 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 wet dream. So if you guys want to check out the podcast, uh, sorry, the Spotify playlist that I made, which is just just podcast, uh, just God damn it, just Spotify touring giants. You will probably get the Turin Giants podcast, but then just look out for the playlist. Some of my favorites, some of my old-time favorites, some of the new stuff that I like, and I'll be updating them as well. Sam, what's up? Yes. No. So, um, so uh, no. I, I mean, I was, I was just, I was just given the, I was just given the thumbs up to say, uh, to say, uh, to say, rock and roll here again. Rough, rough, uh, rough radio, but uh, sure, I'll, 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 ch- I'll chime in here. I mean, we actually have, we actually have. Um, a playlist as as well. Uh, we have a cultural podcast playlist on on Apple. I think it's I think it's I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's a great way of kind of personalizing your podcast. All the music that we ever throw in at the end of our show, we uh, will throw onto the playlist. So you guys, so you I know, guys do good on you. Involve good a lot on of you. music. Yeah, all right. So, so good, good on you for uh, for for building a playlist too. Check that out, people. I appreciate it, man. So let's talk about the stuff that we will discuss on a podcast. Jam packed show, believe it or not. You know, the, this is. This was just the beginning. We will get into the nitty gritty. Uh, we're going to talk about the, the transfer news and all the mess that's going on with Suarez and Jekyll. We kind of sort of already touched on that. We will welcome back our, our son. Alvarito is back. Boys, I am, I'm so excited. As, as are a lot of UVA fans, we will get into that. He's, 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 he's the love that got away. And now we have a chance to rekindle the, the relationship. Um, Giovanni, he will answer a lot of your. Uh, this was this will be kind of the majority of the of the show. Of course, Sam will chime in as well. I will offer my 
unsolicited opinion as well. We will open be forum, questions. man. It's an open forum. Yeah. I just I like that Twitter for, you know, do you guys have questions? Because I like, you know, that's what's to me is, I mean, I, that's probably, you know, the most enjoyable, you know, aspect of things. You have all of these people from, you know, different, you know, backgrounds of being, you know, Juve or football fans. And it's good to, mm -hmm. you know, get the questions or opinions or comments. And it's good to kind of, I love it. Bounce, I love bounce it. each other. I think that's the beauty of all of this, right? You know, like I, 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 you know, I crap on Twitter a lot, but when you look at the essence of what the value it brings is that it just, you know, kills borders and it just makes yeah. us so one, one big community of what we enjoy. So uh, yeah, it does. It, he's still, he's still an idealist at heart about Twitter. Well, I mean, it's hard <laughs> not, it's, it's hard not to be because he has become a Twitter star. Uh, in, within the within the very small Juve bubble of people that listen to this podcast, and that very only small, very small. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, we, why don't we why don't we talk about the game a little bit? Um, yeah, yeah, the, definitely. That 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 will be uh, that will that will start the, the show. Absolutely, Let's, it was so good to see Juve back. So, um, whenever nice, you guys want to start, yeah, I mean, nice, 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 big three 0 win over Sampdoria. Uh, was one 0 till a little bit later on before Bonucci and Ronaldo scored to uh, to, to, to to make it look like a, um, I guess a, I guess a bit more of a thrashing of a scoreline. But um, overall, good for showing from a team under a new coach. Um, kind of, kind of, I think was 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 to calm some of the nerves that people might have had. Um, some of the uncertainty that people might have been feeling over having a new manager in Andrea Pirlo. But you know what? The past month, month and a half that he's been at the helm has been fairly promising. He seems to be, uh, you know, which isn't surprising. Everyone knows who he is, but he seems to be like a calm, he seems to be very calm in general. And we have been able to bring in players in the transfer window that actually were able to help us right out of the gate in game one. One of them was acquired last December, but, um, you know, still a new acquisition. It's Kulusevski. And the other one is Weston McKinney, who started the game and who looked really good. Might have been my man of the match. Didn't score a goal, but was very, was very involved. Almost scored one and recuperated the most balls out of anyone on the pitch. Good for showing for the kid. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I agree. I think, um, I think it, it's a good start to Pierlo's tenure. Um, and let's be honest, it's probably the most cohesive and clear, transparent Juventus, uh, you know, Juventus game we've seen in probably since the COVID lockdown. Maybe it was because, a pleasure. It was a pleasure to watch. Yeah, because we, I mean, we left with, uh, you know, the taste of caviar in our mouth <laughs> after the, you know, inter-Juventus game which was awesome. I think probably one of the top five games that Sarri had. But, you know, that's not saying much because that's maybe only five games out of whatever, the almost 60s that we played that's, that were good. And pretty much since COVID until the Lyon debacle, it's just been, you know, like hot dog milkshakes. Like it tastes like, like Juventus fucking sucked they sucked i hated watching them i'll be honest i i hated you having and to both. tune in and watch juventus i would well, it, like i watched it was painful i watched, I watched was painful. as my in atalanta as my backup yeah. Serie A teams like why 
why do I have to do it? This is, this is why <laughs> Saturday to me, I was like, no, man, you got to go. But I, and ironically, we, weren't play, we were playing really tedious football to watch, which was the opposite effect of what we were told we were supposed to expect. I know, I know. So, 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 so. yeah, it's, it's ridiculous to me. It was uh, me and Ramsey um, with, with Ramsey playing in the hole behind the strikers as a trequartista. I'm all for it, man. I've seen, so I saw Ramsey, yes. sorry, sorry, Giovanni. I saw, I, I'll, be, I'll be super quick. I, I saw Ramsey that we were promised. I saw Ramsey that was having fun on the field. Um, every, it's, it's, it's so crazy how first 10, 15 minutes, you knew that the guys knew what they were doing. Um, the, these back passes were, were non-existent. Uh, maybe a couple here and there, obviously. They're not completely um weren't there but comparing to the flow of the game that Sadi had and again nothing against Allegri one of the greatest coaches you has ever had um but his 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 style was just not the same it was fun to see players having fun let's not forget it's it's still just Sampdoria let's not get our hopes way too high but it was a great start um yeah going back to Ramsey just passes were crisp his partnership with Ronaldo was, was delightful to watch. And I never yeah. used the word delightful, and I apologize. But I'm, I'm, I'm glad. And one last thing I'll say about Ramsey is, who knows, maybe one of the greatest midfielders in the world has a couple of things to, to teach him. You know, like playing under Pirlo as a midfielder may have its advantages as well. Yeah, and, and we're playing, again, we're playing a 3-5-2 without a regista. I mean, it's just game one, but... Pretty interesting, you know. A team coached by Andrea Pirlo doesn't have a regista. Instead, has a trequartista in the middle position. And we have good midfield reinforcements on the bench still in, in Bentancur and Arthur, who didn't even mm-hmm. start last game. So, yeah, um, yeah power to us. Let's see, uh, let's see where, we can, uh, where we can go forward. So, I'm glad you guys brought up Ramsey because, again, I think a few weeks ago in the past couple of podcasts, like whenever we were kind of waxing poetic about, oh, you know, What's that next big midfielder signing that we're going to get? We need money. Well, let's get rid of this guy, that guy, you know, the usual suspects, Kadira. The, the football whoever. manager. The football manager. And, yeah. Right. And then we always were like, at the end, we'd lump up Aaron Ramsey. And I said, look, man, Aaron Ramsey, out of every single midfielder on the list, like, forget, let's be honest, forget last season, right? He was injured. of the time. And I think he was not used properly the the other uh, time that he was available. And the few times, and and, and yet the few times that like he actually started and was healthy, he produced, right? So in my head, knowing and having read and listened to what Pirlo said in his, 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 his footballing philosophy, I said, okay, I mean, I think Aaron Ramsey has any chance, if not more chances than any of our midfields to have, to carve himself out a role because he's the only guy with the skill to, uh, to, to then um, play that connecting role between the midfield and the forwards. And 
we keep talking about formations. I think we need to just take the whole idea of formations or at least a static view of formations and chuck it out the window. People I saw people complaining, um, I think in general, I, I will be oh, honest. Really? I, think, I think with Pirlo, just f forget it. I'll be honest and okay. I'll tell you why. So um, everybody kind of got in a tizzy about the Juventus website uh, saying 541 on uh, on their like uh, I love how even know, they got it wrong. that they posted yeah. but, this, but 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 for but, who gives a shit to be to be fair to be fair to be fair whatever a manager actually plays often even doesn't even excuse me often doesn't get reported correctly or relayed correctly um visually to the to the viewers so a lot of the times viewers go nuts and, and that's the whole point right is kind of, who cares who cares what it says it is on it's, paper in exactly. practice right certain you know ramsey could drift out wide he could play a little bit more as a winger ronaldo exactly. can kind of play more as a as a you know as a nine um, exactly in the case of the last game right it's, so that's 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 the thing a lot of people don't realize that that it's dynamic right during games it's dynamic so what it, you see on what you see on 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 a, on a digital, you know, image before the game isn't necessarily like how a bunch of players are going to stand for 90 minutes. Um, yeah. It's not a chessboard. It's, it's not yeah. a chessboard. And people are like, Oh my God, it's five, four, one since when, you know what? Let me be honest. If, if you use your mind and you use <laughs> your brain with it. a little bit imagination and you, you actually look at the picture, you know, that there's, you have the general concept of three center backs about, you know, two mid, two to three midfielders, and then two wingers and two forwards, which is which is literally those are the positions that he put on the field. Whether they line up in a three five two, three four three, five four one, that's all four four two. It's all going to depend on how the situation is. And what mm -hmm. I noticed, if anything, from the game, is that the the team went played in in what you might call a three three man center uh, you know mm -hmm. center back formation mm -hmm. a, a double pivot with Bentancur no, sorry Rabdo and McKenney right who 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 kind of covered that box to box very very well side to side and we saw Frabotta and Quadrado you jostling up and down the field, up you know both defensively and like on offense, and we saw you know Ramsey just being a little bit everywhere on the on the on the opposition midfield, just moving around yeah. trying to connect whatever clean ball he was getting from Rabiot and McKenney and providing clean ball and through passes to Kuluzewski. And Ronaldo, who switched a lot. Yeah, and fundamentally, and fundamentally, I think what you're always going to see now that we have this number nine, now that Alvarito has come back, and that we have an option to play a lone striker. <laughs> no, now that we have the option to play him as a pure lone striker, um, or you know, as a guy that's gonna that's gonna be, um, I guess the, the the more traditional number nine in a front two. You, you have op you have options, but I think fundamentally you're always going to have, you know, um, one 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 guy playing as the center forward striker, what you might traditionally know as a striker, 
two forwards playing out on either wing. So Ronaldo could drift out to one side. Dybala, Kulusevski, Bernardeschi, Costa, whoever the fuck is going to be playing on the right-hand side could drift out. And then you might have Cuadrado uh, coming up as a right-back. or like. The, here, here's, here's the thing. Though it was a 3-5-2 on paper, it's not that crazy. Now, whether or not this actually happened in practice during the game at any given moment, I didn't take a, you know, take a still image shot of the field and, and, and notice this, but I have noticed in the past that there's wide deviation from what the formation is apparently on paper and you know what may wind up being played sometimes. So I'll give you an example. Danilo was one of the three center backs with Bonucci and Chiellini. Fabrotta was the left wing back. He's normally a left back. It's not unfeasible that Fabrota could drop back a little bit. Ramsey dropped back a little bit into the midfield. Danilo shifts a little bit out right. And Cuadrado pushes forward a little bit more. Kulusevski goes from his, you know, right center forward position to being, you know, a little more central. And Ronaldo, as he always does, drifts out left. And all of a sudden, you have a 4-3-3. Point is, you're always going to have basic support in basic in, in, in certain areas of the field. Um, you know, be it a 3-5-2 or a 4-3-3, I think they actually don't deviate that much from one another based on where the support comes from in what parts of the pitch. So I actually agree with Giovanni. Let's kind of chill on the, on the, you know, what formation did we play talk? It worked, you know? 100%. And let me tell you this, and you brought up a good point. Like, to me, it felt like we filled up the field as a team. In that, it felt like, you know, we were, it felt like we were dominating the field. We were taking up way more space than uh, than Sampdoria. At times, we felt it felt like we were playing with thirteen players. I swear. Because, and, as he said, he wanted total team. football. He wanted total football, right? It's what he said. It's it, it, it's it's he claims that's his philosophy. So, if that's the case, it, it makes sense that the team, you know, participate very actively on either side of the ball, uh, you know, and 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 adjust their shape accordingly. So, promising promising start. Um, you know, let, let's let's not let's not bore uh, let's not bore uh, bore ourselves with tactics too too much from game one, especially while they're working. Um, but um, yeah, yeah. But let me be honest. Like it's it, the, the dude. You, that's you all we got. Man. It, game number one. Um, no, no, no. One it. second. Like uh, you know, Pirlo's here. Everybody was like, "Holy shit, what's going to happen?" Unproven. We have this thesis in theory. Let's see it in practice. I think we saw it in practice and while we can, we can say it was very exciting, right? I always, I always take a critical, a critical look. I start with what could have, what areas of improvement, 100%. And to me, as you said, there's a few things that stand out in the, in the second half, it was only one zero. And the way right. that Ranieri adjusted it, we were on the back foot severely. It wasn't until... a poorly managed game by Claudio. Um, no, no, exactly. It's just, it's just where Juventus and he's a Sampdoria that got no, <laughs> you know, well, let's, no let's fire that power. transfer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and had it not been for, you know, them not having good aim, it could have been 1-1. Just as Quagliarella could have, could have scored one exactly. again when we were, I think, up 2-1, uh, 2-0, excuse me. So that, that might have put us on our back foot. So, with the, you know, so maybe as we're playing this, ty this type of, like, really open total football with um, having the ball really do a lot of the movement, right, because the fastest player on the pitch is always the ball, and with the type of 
um, pressing, right? This, this, it's not necessarily a super high pressing, but you want to recuperate the ball as fast as possible to then build, build play again. You eat, you know, you run, you run a certain amount of risk and you have to be more sharp than what we were. So I'm, I'm willing to chalk it up to the players assimilating that a little bit. So that's one area of improvement. Second area of improvement, like we cannot get to the point where by the second half, it's only one zero when you've generated it's so many, so many like offensive opportunities. So the, Again, maybe that's you know the the players will get sharper as the season progresses. But that we, the the sheer volume of offensive chances created need to be made concrete. Otherwise, yeah. we run we run risks. Potentially, can we be like you know some of these other European top clubs and you know softer defensive leagues like? Barcelona, Real Madrid, or uh, Man City, or Bayern Munich is is a story unto itself. Let's forget about them. But can we load teams for zero? Yeah, no problem. No, we the 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 players and the idea is there. We just gotta execute. That's got yeah. that's that's what I want to see. Yeah, it, it's yeah. it's 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 more of a rarity in Italy. We discussed it like the other day um, in private, but we were we, we were kind of arguing or debating whether we thought it was a cultural thing or a tactical thing. Um, you know, um, so so it being a consequence of the way that tactics are played, or maybe a cultural thing of like not wanting to go out and uh, and annihilate opposition. Um, so yeah, because because it definitely is something that we see more in in you know in. In, Ger- in Germany, I mean, Bayern Munich right out of the gate smoked Schalke like 8-1, I think, yeah. uh, or 8-2. <laughs> they, 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 they put 8-5 them in the first game. They, 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 just, they, just don't, they just don't care, right? Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that would even go over well if Juve were doing that on a week-by-week basis. I don't care, but I don't oh, care. Right, but, right, but we're talking about the culture. We're talking about the culture, though, right? Like, it, could, it, could be, it could be seen as... Juventus is the disrespectful or whatever. I don't. I do. Guess what? I do not give a shit because Italy culturally in football, we've seen that they're a tiny village from the 1800s. Juventus is the shiny bright city of the future. And here's the thing: I do not. I do not care. Go load them. You want to be the top dog in Europe? Play like the top dog in Europe. Load your team. Don't, 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 don't showboat like, for example, Neymar at PSG. But if you can beat a team 8-0, go do it. You owe it to your fans that are watching you from the TV. You owe it to the investments that you've made. And you owe it to building your brand. If you want to be that European top dog, play like a European team. Don't limit yourself to, oh, well, in Italy, they might not take it. And people would, we're already mm-hmm. the most hated club. And, and it represents everything the club stands for in, in a way too, you know, like it's, an, you know, we're, 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 we're in a, you know, Torino's an industrial city. It's, it's not as cosmopolitan or romantic as like Milan. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a city based on pragmatism and, um, you know, Juventus, I think, represent the city well in that in that regard. And I don't know if if Milan or Inter come back to prominence. I think it, I don't see it being in the They're same way that we us, have. Yeah, but uh, well, I, I I don't I don't know. I and I don't necessarily know that I see them coming back in the same way we have with a with a strong business model and and, and owning our own stadium and 
and so on. So, so I, I think I think we have, I don't know, like the, the culture of the club would be, is lined up for us to go ahead and be that, be that Bayern like, you know, s- s- squad within, within. Uh, we, yeah. Yeah, we have so, to, we just sure. have to, we just have to. It's and, and Sa- like, Samuel, did you, did you want to say something about something before yeah, we move on? Yeah, to, uh, just, and j- just a quick note, bear in mind, uh, a lot of top footballers were not in the roster that are now on our books um, that, 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 didn't, that didn't play uh, or didn't start in this game. A couple of them came in as, as subs, but uh, Douglas Costa, Federico Bernardeschi, Paulo Dybala, Alvaro Morata did not play in this game, and they all play sort of attacking positions. Right off the bat, I think Bernardeschi, his time as a winger is done. I think the only chance he has of getting into this team is if he adapts as a midfielder. You know, um, we might have got rid of him or Costa this summer. Uh, didn't happen. Okay, fine. He's still a, a decent technical footballer. I'll bang that drum until until the day he either proves he fundamentally cannot over a, a longer period of time or leaves. But I think his only chance of getting into the squad is a midfielder. I think Costa will probably still play as a winger because uh, he, he can't do much else. I don't, you know, but I'm curious to see where Dybala and Morata will fit into this team um, with Ronaldo. You know, if it'll be a traditional 4-3-3. Three, three, you know, I, again, not to get back into tactics, but if it'll be a traditional kind of three-headed beast up top or if... You know, Dybala will kind of drop in behind them. It'll be interesting to see where that leaves Ramsey. There are definitely a lot of options going forward that Pirlo will have to manage now. I have two comments. So one is with respect to what you said, Bernardeschi and Dybala. I think, um, I think I've see, we've seen, uh, you know, the magician and maestro uses, uh, you know, a little, you know, Harry Potter wand to, you know, <laughs> help to, to help out Rabiot. And, you know, and I think, I think he can have potentially, and I've been very harsh on Bernardeschi because last year he was just forgot about it. I think he might be able to help Bernardeschi just become a little bit. You're supposed to say forget about it with a Nero accent, by the way. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I have to contort, I have to contort my face in a whole way before I do that. It's, yeah. Come on, man. It's like 10 <laughs> seconds. So with Bernardeschi, I think he, he probably has that opportunity to be potentially, you know, uh, just up and down wing back. Or wing, he's a workhorse. Wing. He's physically, he can he's very do it, fit. I think. He's very fit. But we'll see. I think in more so than in the midfield, I think that's where he may be able to carve out something for himself. And but with respect to Dybala and as some of the forward options that we have now with Morata, which we'll kind of talk about him shortly, I think the way that I saw the, the, the forward, like, you know, offensive building action happen, I think he can plug in just fine. Even if we play with that, like, two up front formation. And I, yeah. I don't think it will be an issue. And one prediction, I predict that probably, very likely, Douglas Costa is out and we'll find another wing that's maybe more adapt to be uh, a full, you know, coast-to-coast type of wing well, like, rather than, rather yeah. than uh, Douglas Costa. And the rumor is uh, the Chiesa, it's, that would be that would be a hefty hefty bill, but I don't so much know. for there no being any money. I mean, we're rumored to be to be uh, to be linked so. in for fifty for for fifty million euro. I mean, great if if so, but yeah, I, I don't see that happening unless unless Costa leaves. But you're hundred percent yes, right. That, that but even then, that doesn't really solve 
the issue of, of depth. I mean, it's not an issue, but the dilemma of depth, I guess, because if you know, you're, you're, you're swapping one for another, right. And they're, and they play in the same position. Yeah, um, you know, th- there are two weeks of the transfer window left. It, it, let's, let's, let's be, I mean, we're also rumored to be linked to Robin Gosens, uh, which might explain why Luca Pellegrini has gone out on loan. And it is, and it is not because as Giovanni alluded to the other day, um, hopefully with, which, you know, I, I don't blame you for thinking this because you can only, base your opinions off of what's in front of you. But you know, that would imply that maybe this Fabrota kid is, is, is not in the plans going <laughs> forward, which, which isn't shocking given that he's, he's a, you know, a, a not so proven player who's only really had any experience at City at Chi level. Um, you know, but, but again, it's difficult to know because one, there's two weeks in the transfer window left. We don't know a lot of the things that might be planned because just when we think that we're linked to one player, all of a sudden in 24 to 48 hours, the transfer materializes as it happened with Morata and with McKenny. And Pirlo knows what he wants to do. I mean, he's not, he's not a stupid man. He knows what he wants to do. We just don't know what his ideas are yet because he hasn't, I mean, they're still in his brain. He hasn't been able to remove them from his brain and put them out into the world yet because not enough games have taken place so in a few weeks i think we'll have more of an idea of how he wants to play um, um it's very novel i've not i've not heard about goal since that would be new to me but i would love that though i would oh, love that deal sure but here's the thing one you know talking about you know now we're kind of moving to you know talking about rosters and then we'll transition into like morata but one comment on the frabata thing which we you and i at least went back and forth a little bit. Mm-hmm. To me, uh, Frabata played, I started two games at Juventus as a, pretty much a, a second squad guy, mm-hmm. Serie C. And if I recall correctly, the game against Roma that we had last year, he played pretty decent. I think he was one of the better players on there. And he was pretty decent. Right, you know, in, in, in the game against Sampdoria, let's not get let's not get anything twisted. Alexander is the starter, but Frabotta could be a really good backup. And to to the people that say, well, why not Luca Pellegrini? I don't know. Right? Maybe it's because Luca Pellegrini d- did not convince Pirlo. Option number one. It could be because he's got market more than Frabotta, and then that's why they sent him on loan. But they sent him on a really clean loan, right? He's coming back next year. Yeah, so, it's, the, it's the third loan he's had in as many years, two from Juve, one from Roma. And he's impressed in the, the two loans he's had at Cagliari so far. But what I think, just to interrupt you real quick, I think maybe the reason they could be doing it is because you know, loan, loaning out Pellegrini, that is, is because they probably want him to keep playing. Whereas if Sandro's going to yes. be a starter, he won't play as much. Um, spinning so, knowledge over here, man. So there's a lot. There's a lot of things that could be going on in the back. Because bear in mind, Deshilio could be a backup. We couldn't ship him off because yeah. the dominoes didn't fall. Okay, yuck. I get it. But he's he's not a starter. He's probably content with being a backup. He knows his role. He's no longer you know really pushing for an Azzurri position. And he's versatile. He can play he on the left and on the exactly. right. And so exactly. he's Equally one of those bad. guys that you're like you just do the sign of the cross before he comes in, and you're like, please don't you know? I don't. Please, you know, but, I beg you. He doesn't offer much going right forward. He doesn't offer much going forward. But you know, he, he's he's a very defensive I, back option. Yeah, uh, you know, it, but but again, that didn't. I think the reason the reason that he didn't get get unloaded was because the chips. I mean, the dominoes didn't fall the way they were supposed to in the Roma transfer with Jeko because apparently he might have been a throw-in piece. And then I think Roma not being able to get their ducks in a row and the fact that Rick Karsdorp, their right back, no longer wanted to leave. Um, you know, despite the fact that Florenzi was sold to, to PSG. Um, I mean, it seems there wasn't a position for De Chilio, so he's with us now. And 
And that's it. So Pellegrini would have been surplus, you know, not necessarily surplus to requirements, but he probably would have played a little bit less. Or there would have been a case where one played less. So you'd rather it be De Chilio, whose market value is not that high, whereas Pellegrini has a higher ceiling. Um, I agree so, with you, yes. And, and But here's my comment just to finish off the Frabotta thing. 2017 was the first year that Juventus embarked on something that was groundbreaking in Italy. Uh, cl- like top club second teams. There was a lot of rah rah sis boom by everybody, uh, the, the, you know, the, the upper echelon of Serie A to set up second teams. I think the only one that like did in not Spain. want that was, um, no, I was about to call him Cragnotti. Who's the guy at Lazio, the top guy? Lotito, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Lotito and De Laurentiis because they own two separate clubs. So there's a, there's a lot more conflict of interest on their end. And it also just did not, they, they, they invested wrong. They went with, uh, you know, HD DVD versus Blu-ray. So yeah. surprising, and, and surprising so, that you'd be able to own two clubs in Italy. Like, like the fact that De Laurentiis can own Bari, mind you, I think, did, did he not, did he not take ownership of them when they, when they, when they were yeah, in financial trouble and got relegated be, a couple of times. Yeah, I think your the governance needs anyway. to be separated. So I, I, I don't know the, the specifics of it. But Regardless. everybody wanted to do, to do that. And the only person that put money and commitment was Juventus. And all of a sudden, we're seeing things pay off, right? It's going it's, it's, to – to me, it's been what? So it's, uh, it's been only – three years it's gonna take probably a decade for us to maybe see really good results from it Jesus. someone to be <laughs> yes i mean it's you know it's someone to be um you know in line with you know the clubs in germany and in the epl where you can actually have you know farmed players right I think that's how it's going to, we're going to see a good advantage from it but if Frabata is the first of potentially many that come through that. I think it just shows that like long-term vision that our club has and, and I kudos to them. Like they could have, they could have just chalked it up and then not done anything. But so far, you know, they're, they're using it to get like some, you know, profits from Plus Valence and stuff like that. Yeah. But, you know. I suppose. But at the end of the day, if you're a really good prospect, you'll, you'll be in the team at 17, 18, like Moiski and, and not, you know, not playing City at Chief Football at 2021, like Fabrota or I mean, it depends Macchia. also on, I mean, we can, we can, anyway. without, without overblowing this up, like Moise Keane is, 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 to me, if you look at, if, and funny enough, if you look at the stats, Kuluzevsky just reached him at uh, tying him for 11 goals for people born in the year 2000, right? Mm-hmm. Moise Keane is a really, 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 really unique talent. But there's not a lot of them like him. And forget they're the, the ones you want to use. Luzevsky, you know, Keen at 20. Well, are, you're not going to get, you know, no, an entire team. And so when you not. do get them, but, you, you, like, you have, like, for example, Keen, you built, you built in-house. But then he has a, a stupid, you know, agent that made his head like this. So, but it, you got to, you know, not everybody's going to be Keen. And most of you guys are not even going to breathe Frabotta. But it's like you, you need to start to be able to build internally. Otherwise, you're going to be spending too much money in, in the transfer market. And we've seen now that with the economic situation, it's, it's, it's a problem. So I'm just saying I think this is, this is where the money 
is 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 valuable to be spent in when to when we uh, indoor. sorry Giovanni when we talked on our amazing whatsapp pay, uh, whatsapp conversation with the two of you you mentioned a player that was Serie C player as well who had just happened to win the Champions oh, League with us Moreno Torricelli uh, we did not get him in house we just I think he was one of those like, uh, he was the original Giaccherini Ooh. so so the guy came just just really really talented athlete right and one of those guys that's like well you know high ceiling but so far really rough around the edges Moreno Torricelli came and he started for Juventus he, he was part of the Champions League team so yeah. it, it just talent comes from everywhere and you just got to find those gems and so that's like just to close this out so we can move on to Morata I was just saying that I think if Pirlo saw that he could trust Frabotta even ahead of De Chilio, I think I, I, I'm, let's see what, let's see how, I mean, chances are it's Frabotta is probably going to start against Roma, but let's see how that looks. If he plays a great game against Roma, all of a sudden we have an in-house left back that with, with some good potential. That is not, that is not uh, the, uh, the Celia, right? That was oh like the God. last... <laughs> the last player, oh, actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the child, yeah, poor guy. I mean, yeah, great DJ. He's... Love his stuff. Anyways, moving on. Yeah, moving on to to my favorite topic of the day. Oh, this baby. was this this is uh, Alvarito. When I heard the news, I was so happy. And the, a disclaimer before you, you guys who are super cold blooded and pragmatic and whatever. Listen, we're excited. Let us enjoy things. We know he needs to prove himself. This. I said it yesterday on Twitter, by the way, follow us at Juve Podcast, uh, if I didn't mention that already, which I did. Um, I mentioned that this will make or break his career. Like these little stints with Chelsea, Atletico Madrid, all of that, going back to Real Madrid, winning the Champions League against Juve, all, all of that is forgotten. Uh, this is a new chapter. Um, the, the expectations are tenfold. And like Giovanni said, the Juve fans of today, Juve fans who are spoiled, more or less, they Never will turn spoiled. on him. No, 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 no. You, you didn't, you didn't say, you didn't say, but, but you did say that they will turn on him in a second. And let's just see how he performs. All yeah. of that aside, let us enjoy things. Alvarito! Alvarito! Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, uh, big so I shot, big shot. Hold on, hold on. Sorry, I posted a, a, a poll on you at Juve Podcast on Twitter, which I love to do, like to get, to get a sense of things. There's nothing better. Like people don't use the poll option a lot on Twitter. So are we happy about the return of Morata? No was 15%. Yes was 42%. No better option available was 29%. And 14% believe that it was another L for the management. That's, that's a lot. Comparing to people who are not happy, I mean, it's sort of like the same thing, no and another L. Yeah, that's um, a 70-30 split is, is, is the way I read it. That's a pretty uh, sure. overwhelmingly positive uh, re, you know, yeah. reaction to, to his arrival. And I just want to say, um, big assist goes to, or big shout-out goes to the assist that Alicia, his wife, probably, uh, probably is due on this one. Um, I mean, uh, you know, I, I, said it, I said it as soon as it happened. This was always bound to happen. When he took a piece of Torino and he took a piece of Juve and Italy with him abroad, in his wife, in his uh, in his lovely in the lovely mother to his children. He's not be, from Torino. He'll be back. 
No, I think she's from Veneto, but she's still yeah. Italian. So yeah, sure, sure. I mean, look, let's be honest. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm very, you know, uh, behind every great man, there's a great woman, and you know, pretty much a happy life, happy wife, and all that jazz. But let's look at his career outside of Real Madrid, where because he was in that crazy, you know, probably, you know, like all decade team for them. The best mm-hmm. time for him in his career was at Juventus. That's it. Hands down. Hands down. After that, he's just been ping-ponged between Premier League and, and, and La Liga without really leaving his mark. If you go tell any non-Juventus you know, soccer fan, they'll be like, okay, well, good potential, but where's the... Where's the steak? Lots of, lots of smoke, no steak. <laughs> and, and at this point, we, we have to see that state. Morata, very, well, very glad you're back. In my opinion, I think 100%. The days that Iguain came, I was excited because I was like, oh, Iguain, you know, it's a big F you to Napoli and to De La Rentis. We all made memes about it. But from a money standpoint, I would have 100% kept, like, I, I thought, I was of the idea, Juventus, I think, raised their recompra, I, I think, no, wanted mm-hmm. to, to increase uh, the transfer fee to, like, 45 million so that they could keep him uh, ahead of the 30 million recompra that, 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 that Real Madrid had. Yeah, when, I they said, ex- when they exercised the buyback. I was like, dude, push that to 60 million. Just close your eye. Well, this is the striker of your next six or seven years. Because he's that, to me, he's a prototype of that modern striker. Big, tall, physical, fast, lanky, fast. He's, fast. He doesn't hold it up. Feet. He doesn't hold it up like Zeko. You're not going to get that with him. But you're going you're gonna to get clumsy holding up. It's, but, he does, but he doesn't seem to lose the ball. You know, you, you, he, has, he has the he ball can, in midfield, and you're like, what's going, what's going on? He looks, he looks like he's going to lose it. And then all of a sudden, he'll turn and he'll burn you. Excellent um, technique. Good dribbling, pace. He's he like, and he could have grown, right? Juventus mm-hmm. would have been a fertile ground for him to grow, but for God, God knows why. Real Madrid was like, yeah, come, come be, come be a bench guy again. Well, because he had you resale know? value. He had resale value. Sure, it, it, that that's 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 it for sure, right? But at some point, like I think he. You know, you know, we can all we saw so online like rumors of him cutting his um, salary and really, really pushing to come back, which is great, right? He's doing it a lot of it out of love, but I think he's um, a smart enough guy to say, "Hey, where have I had the most success? Where, where have I, where, uh, where have I been really, really comfortable?" In, in growing as, as, as a player. And it's at Juventus. And well, oftentimes and, we say, one sec, yeah. oftentimes we say, you know, sometimes players become the product of their environment. And to me, that, that works with Morata. And then with another guy, we, you know, we've been circulating that like nice gif of the, of the goal celebration against Manchester City. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Slide. The, the one guy that's missing is Paul Pogba. And, and he is a negative product of, I think, his environment at Manchester United. Yeah, we talked he about it last week. My God, man, but, my God. 
Well, well, well here's, here's, here's the thing, right? That, that, that team, that team was, the team was, was, was absolutely fantastic in 2015, man. I mean, we had a bunch of young, exciting prospects and we, we were, and with the, with we the, were a the, game the, away from winning right. the Champions League final and they were elite Sorry, because, prospects, you know? So yeah, go on. I was just going to say that that year was also that the, the, all of the three kits that we had were just perfect. It was, it was destined to be because I, it's so funny. I posted a couple of weeks ago, the, the whole lineup and on Twitter, on Instagram, it blew up and it just like, it's, it's, a, it's a sign that Morata came back. So it's, I don't know, just, just a little nostalgia. Go ahead. Sorry, buddy. No, uh, well, I, I, I think, yeah, it was also one of the last years under our, uh, under our old logo. Um, so uh, yeah, that, that, that coupled with the fact that we had a bunch of, a bunch of, popping kits uh, yeah no 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 complaints there but um i'll i'll say this i i think it's going to be important to manage expectations here um he's he's proven that he's proven that he's good for 15 goals everywhere he's been real madrid atletico madrid chelsea Juve, i mean he's played at four big european clubs who are, who are perennially in the champions league um He's good for about 15 goals. Well, let's, let me interrupt you there and, for a second. I've been, I've been, I've had this page up just to piggyback on what you said. So um, let's dive into his uh, statistics. I like to read. Uh, this is transfer market. Real Madrid. He played 95 games, scored 31 goals, 11 assists. Juventus, 93 games, two games less, 27 goals and 18 assists. So it just shows you that he was was really important as far as uh, uh, assist okay. giver as well. He does uh, Chelsea. A lot of goals. He doesn't uh, he start a, a lot of games either. So that's yeah. He scored. He scored. He scored a lot of goals. Uh, Chelsea. He played for uh, seventy-two games, twenty-four goals. So only three less than Juve uh, and Atletico. He played sixty-one games and scored twenty-two goals. So like in a twenty range. Eight, eighteen in his uh, last year, though. 18, 18 goals in his last year. So so <clears throat> yeah, like like the sorry, reasonable. Yeah, go ahead. No, that, well, that's it. 18 goals in his last year. It, it, the reasonable expectation is 15 to 20 goals, which for me would be fantastic. Giovanni was saying he wants him and, to score uh, 20 yeah. to 25 I, goals. I, I'll be honest, but, like for sure. And, and let, me, let me just say why. I think, and I say 20 to 25 across the three major competitions that we have. I, you, you, if you, yeah, I mean, with this, type of, with this type of gameplay, and if you're, there's an expectation that potentially you are a starter in a three-man front or you're a rotational player between at next to Ronaldo, which I'm not, I'll be honest, I'm not sure if he'll be part of a two-man front with Ronaldo, to be honest. Right. But if he's yeah. a part of a rotation, you got to be able to contribute at least one goal every three games. And that should get you at about 15 goals in the Serie A, more or less, if you're that consistent. But We've got the Coppa Italia and we have the Champions League, and goals need to come from everywhere. We can't and, and we also rely we should, on Ronaldo. Uh, something I forgot to mention when I read his stats is um, his goals were eighty percent of his goals were clutch. You know, I, I, he was. I, I remember the statistic. Help me out here if you can. Coppa Italia final, the- Champions League final, two in the Champions League semi final. That's why yep. people. That's why fans are excited. It's because five goals in the knockout point. round of the year when we went to the uh, Champions League the final. final. Yeah, he scored with in the, the ten Euro. Well. With the te- he was part of the ten Euro team. You guys remember? The what? Oh. <laughs> he, he was part of the ten Euro team that that. 
that Conte wasn't happy about. Well, <laughs> I was just reading his old quotes, actually. He, um, damn, I wish I had it saved. Basically, I, I read his old interview when he, when he left Juve. He was saying that Conte made him the player that he was, and he felt really sad about leaving. But unfortunately, you know, the financial situation with Real Madrid forced him to leave. Allegri, Otherwise, Turi... not Conte. Oh, he played under Conte. You, you... He only played under Conte. 2016 is when he left, and, and Conte left at the same time. Yeah. No. What are you guys what, talking what, what about? Yeah, what yeah, the yeah, hell yeah. am I reading? Sorry. My, my fault. Oh, wait, no. I, I read it. I read it. Allegri, guys. Do I have to do everything? I had a brain fart. I had a brain fart. See, I forgot, see, I forgot, I forgot, my, I forgot my ears. I forgot my ears. That's all right. I just so know me, that, that's a psychological experiment right because there. Because everybody someone, someone, hates everybody no. hates Allegri. Allegri is no. the most No, what's it for that? No, someone <laughs> said someone someone makes someone makes a statement and people just agree. I uh, no, I I I wasn't paying attention. No, it's all good. It's not my okay, it's, yeah. it's completely um, my fault. It's but, the mirroring bias. You guys but, you guys oh. heard me say Conte and you guys were like Conte. But look, I I I really do think that Morata um has a lot to offer for a couple of reasons here. He knows the old guard. He knows Ronaldo. He knows Pirlo. He knows Dybala. He knows the club. He knows the country. He knows the league. And he's consistent. And he's 27, 20, 28 in his prime. He has a lot to give for that reason. And I think, here's the thing. It's a low-risk move. He costs the same as Jekyll. He, he's going to cost less than Jekyll. We would have had to pay $30 million in total for Jekyll over two years by way of uh, $7 million euro salary at, per annum and a $15 million euro transfer fee. That's €29 million. Euro. We are paying... Right now, for one year of Morata, we are paying a 9 million euro loan fee and a 6 million euro salary for 15 million euro this year. Yeah. We have an option to extend the loan another year, and we also have an extension of purchase for 45 million euro at the end of the season. There's no obligation on our end. It's, it's, it's low risk. Um, and, and again, I think it's, it's that number nine that we wanted. But he doesn't necessarily have to bear the brunt of scoring all the goals because he has Cristiano Ronaldo and he has Paulo Dybala, who are good for 30 to 20 goals, respect, who are good for about 30 to 20 goals, respectively. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's, um, he's, he's motivated. That's it. That's, uh, that's I, number one. He's motivated, and I think, it's, uh, I think it's, it's great. That's literally what you need. He was begging. Are you guys? He was begging to come back, and his yeah. persistent yeah, well, when it's, the deal with Suarez fell through. Uh, speaking of that, so um, Maurizio from around Turin, shout-outs to him. Before I get into his post from the morning, uh, I'd like to mention that Rav, the legend of Twitter, I just I need to give him – I mean, he, that, was my, that was my podcast partner for, for like 10 episodes. Shout-outs to him. He no longer runs at UVFC.com. Um, someone else t- took over. Uh, Rav said his goodbyes. Um, I mentioned, I told him that he's welcome on the podcast. He actually said in a few, in a, in a couple of months, I would love to come on and just, you know, talk about Juve. I think we'll, I think we will, we will welcome him with open arms. Shout outs yeah, to him. He was, he's a, he was a complete legend. He started in 2001 when like Juve had no representation online and he kept it going for what? Like, what is it? Fucking 20 17 years. years or something. Yeah. So shout outs to him, Rob, if you're listening you're always welcome. You're, you're a brother to us. I, uh, I actually hit a little nostalgia. I listened to old uh, Turin Giants, the original Turin Giants podcast with him. And uh, his goddamn silky voice was just, was just bringing, it was bringing the female listeners, man, let me tell you. So shout outs to him. We'll love you. Um, around Turin. So I just wanted to, to read the, the excerpt that 
Maurizio posted uh, yesterday. He said that, so this info is from Guido Bajago. I don't know who that Bajago. is. Bajago, yeah, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's an editor to, to, to sport. Oh, okay, so let me just read it verbatim. During the last weekend, after the Morata agreement, was, uh, after the agreement between Suarez and Atletico, Morata called many times Pirlo. I'm, I'm gonna read it the way Maurizio wrote, uh, wrote it. It's just a couple of mistakes here, but he's not a <laughs> native speaker, so forgive him. Uh, during the last weekend after the agreement, nice. Suarez Atletico, Morata, Morata called him many times Pirlo, but the club was still engaged with Dzeko. He was insisting, calling, and even accepted the salary cut from six mil to five mil just to be back at Juve. Morata's perseverance was rewarded when Paratici realized that the problems between Milik and Napoli were delaying Dzeko's arrival. He also felt trapped and didn't want to risk arriving in the la he didn't want to risk not having a striker at the end of the Mercato. Negotiations between Juve and Atletico were very fast also because the conditions imposed by the Spanish club were much less unfavorable than those requested a month earlier. Um, Morata is super happy and motivated, but so are all the managers, employees, and players at Juve, where Alvaro um, left beautiful memories in his first two years with Juve. So it basically just wraps, up, wraps it up for you guys, what it means for him, what it means for us. Um, there's definitely a lot more writing on him um, uh, this this time around, but, but he, he knows he's, that. he's our he's our son. He's our son. So uh, uh, I also one last thing I'm going to mention before we move on. Uh, somebody posted a a trident up front. So basically, Oriana, we got Georgina, and we got Alice up front. I think this is, <laughs> I think this is the strongest top three, the strongest up you know uh, front three of of wags as they call them. I've I, ever I, had. I, I prefer not to speak to call Jose Mourinho. I, I mean, we, we, the Douglas Costa is still still a goat, and his girlfriend is still. I prefer like, not she, to speak. She, I prefer not to speak. Okay, who, who's um, is that? Is that Mourinho that you're doing? Are you? I, I this is this is this is Sam. I prefer not to speak. I prefer not to speak. Uh, um, Sam's girlfriend listens to this. You know what I do want to speak about is the fucking Suarez situation because this is so satisfying for a guy like me who hates him. <laughs> and uh, and it, 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 just, it just kind of came full circle so nicely. And, and you, know, you, know what's, you know what's great about this? We have a segment on my pod at the Calcio podcast called Only in Italy. This is, mm -hmm. this is an Only in Italy moment. It. This is an Only in Italy moment right here. Um, I mean, so, so full context. Luis Suarez didn't have his Euro passport even though he'd been living in Europe for 15 years. We discussed this last week at length. So in order for a transfer to Juventus to be secured so that he could qualify uh, for registration, given that we had used up all our non-Euro, uh, non-EU um, roster spots, he had to obtain the European passport. So a little digging was done, and it was determined that through some crazy set of, uh, set of circumstances – and through, through, I guess, good fortune, he was eligible for an Italian passport because his wife has distant relatives that were once Italian. Now, I think this is probably uh, a, a bit of a damning um, indictment on, on, on Italian, uh, on Italian uh, naturalization law, if anything else, but that's not really the point. The point is, he was eligible. All he had to do was apparently pass uh, some, kind of, some kind of Italian proficiency exam to prove that 
he um I don't know. I I, well, I don't even know what, it, what the test was for. I guess to prove that he's Italian enough. It's a regulation that oh. was enacted in 2018 by Salvini, the all whatever nationalist anti-immigrant vice, you know, deputy okay. prime minister at the time. Some asshole. So, anyways. So so yeah, to, to, maybe to 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 defend against cases like this. So Suarez takes his exam at the uni- at the University of Perugia. I think it's. L'Università di Stranieri di Perugia. So it's like a university for, for foreigners or whatever. They specialize. By the way, I, I want more Italian on the podcast. I have two, two Italians on the podcast. Okay. And just come on. Just okay. speak more. So L'Università di Stranieri di Perugia is the site where Suarez took this exam. And I, I, as soon as I heard this, as soon as Moblano was reporting that Suarez would be in Perugia to take an Italian exam. I was like, something feels off there. That, that's weird. What the fuck? Like, how is this? How is this? How is he, how is he going to take an Italian exam and pass it and prove that he somehow has, has, has the knowledge required to, 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 to become an Italian citizen? I don't know, right? I know that, I know that he spoke Italian. He never lived in Italy. So, uh, so, so yesterday, Fabrizio Romano comes out with some unreal quotes. I mean, we're recording this podcast on uh, Wednesday, the 23rd of September. So yesterday, two days, yesterday, and, and um, yeah, yesterday, early in the day, Fabrizio Romano comes out with some unreal quotes about wiretaps, wiretaps that were picked up during his exam. And I mean, guys, has, has, there, been, has there been a more satisfying end to a transfer saga? So apparently Juve set up this, this, uh, this exam in Perugia, but took no part in the uh the actual examination process right um but you know i don't know if it was kind of a i don't know if maybe they felt pressure to to pass this guy because they didn't want to be seen as the assholes who who didn't uh who didn't uh you know who didn't give who didn't give you the chance to uh to, to, to sign this player, but I, I would say just don't even bring Juve up in this. This thing is just is uh, it's, it's just it's just you know under the table bullshit between an accredited institution and and whatever, right? And it's because the this investigation by the Guardia di Finanza has been going on since February mm-hmm. because of lack of transparency and procedures that this accredited institution was supposed to be doing in terms of tests. And they noticed with a few people that they had passed that they did not speak a, speak a lick of Italian. So, so, so Luis Suarez takes his exam at this university. Romano says, <laughs> I'm gonna, so I'm going to quote this tweet now. Big issue. There have been, quote, irregularities in the test of Luis Suarez for the Italian exam at the University of Perugia. Suarez got advanced questions. So Suarez got questions in advance. He had the passport by cheating, according to preliminary investigations. Meanwhile, he's waiting to join Atletico Madrid. More from the wiretaps about the Luis Suarez exam story. Quote, he does not speak a word of Italian. He does not conjugate verbs. He only speaks using the infinitive. If journalists, I love that. If, journal, <laughs> if journalists would ask him questions, he'd be lost. He earns 10 million euro a year. He needs to pass the exam. Fucking pass him. Uh, <laughs> And um, yeah. then, then uh, yeah, another one, uh, another another one here. Yeah. So uh, apparently, the staff were posting selfies with the guy they were supposed to test, and oh, the test normally takes two hours. Suarez took it in thirty minutes. And here's the best part: uh, the Italian police colonel, the Italian police chief uh, at the Guardia di Finanza, 
Salvaggio Sarri had oh. revealed that Juve set up the citizenship test for Luis Suarez but are not under investigation. Salvaggio Sarri finished the interview by categorically denying that he is related to Maurizio Sarri. <laughs> yeah, let me trans- you're right. Yeah. This is only in Italy. And, and let me let me let me translate the the colonel's <laughs> name. Salvaggio Sarri just literally means savage Sarri. <laughs> just just, just the, the cherry stuff, the right. cherry on top of that banana split. Oh, Anyways, man. moving up, moving up. I mean, you know, this, there's nothing to, there's nothing to talk about. It's just this this happened. Yeah. Here, enjoy. Spot is three is off. It's going to Atletico Madrid. Alvarito's coming to us. Alvarito! Alvarito! That's why Sam, you know, that's why Sam is happy because, you know, his arch nemesis. Listen, when you told me, when you told the listeners on like a couple of episodes ago what you really feel about him, I thought you were kidding, but you really did have a dislike for the guy. No, the the cognitive dissonance I would have had to live with would have been tremendous. So I'm happy he's Mm. not coming. Uh, And I'm happy to move on to questions now. Move on. Let's, Giovanni, you're taking over. You got the questions, oh, my friend. Yeah, you have, the, you have, the, oh, oh, shit. You have the handsome, you have the glasses okay. on and everything. Hold on. Hold on. Let me find, oh, man. Because this time there's a lot of questions. So let's go. Let's go. Let's, uh, Come on, let's go. Right, just, you know, give me a second. Okay. Uh, hold on. Okay, Boomer. Uh, Okay, boy. Um, <laughs> he's fixing his glasses. I am, I am very well, since, unprepared. Since, since, since he needs a minute, second. let's. I can always riff. So, um, Turin Giants. Yeah, actually, why don't you read the the, um, the yeah, historical sorry, historical minute? Oh, okay. yeah. Let's do. Uh, okay. Let's do. I, I was going to mention that uh, I, I spoke to jo, um, Giovanni. I spoke to Maurizio about the Turin Giants brand. Uh, many people still don't know. I, I started this this brand dedicated to Juve without trying to use uh, any copper written material. The the First couple of drops, as, as they call them, were really popular. The Marquisio shirt is super popular, still sell. I was literally at the post office right now. Um, please check it out, TurinGiants.com. I work really hard. It's, it's a, it's a, truly is a passion project. It's fashion, um, fantastic, fantastic streetwear. Appreciate fantastic it, buddy. Yes. Buy it, buy, it over, buy it oversized. Buy it oversized. Throw a denim jacket over it. Some joggers, maybe maybe some maybe uh, maybe some looser some looser fitting joggers. You cuff them, nice pair of chunky sneakers. You're flying, you're flying. Love it. And you know what? Let me tell you something about my co-hosts. Neither of them asked for a free shirt. They both paid. They both got it delivered. Um, because they're that fucking uh, sick, man. They're that fucking yeah, sick. I appreciate. It. I appreciate. There's no you. price. And there's no there's no price associated with looking artsy and cultured. I love it. Yeah, it's it's a it's. I'm really proud of it because it is like Samuel's like Sam said. It's it's a mix between the streetwear and Juve, kind of like without being cheesy, without just having a picture of a player there. Oh. Yeah, there's a, there's a kind of like a you know fashion statement behind it. I'm really proud of it. Um, and what I was going to say originally, Maurizio, I spoke to him. We will have our uh, Turin Giants clothing will have a tab on aroundturin.com, which is just huge, man. I'm really proud of that little achievement. Nice. Uh, little in my, in my, but it's, it really is a, a big step for us. And, and, you know, hopefully you guys support. And thank you all for purchasing the Del Piero stickers, uh, Marquisio stickers, Ronaldo stickers, uh, and the hoodie season is coming. So 
I've got I've got some cooties for you guys too. And so I much potential, you. so much and so much potential for future, uh, future, future designs, man. With all the with all the fantastic I players that we've it. had, um, yeah, including including a couple of players that have taken part in this, uh, or excuse me, that have been the subject of uh, our historical segment, which we'll get to in a little bit. <clears throat> yeah, Giovanni, you ready, or do you want me to do the? Um... Yeah, just just get that just just get that done. I'm ready, but just get it done because that way we kind of close off. Nice the, little interlude here. Nice yeah, little historical this, interlude. Perfect, exactly. All right, so our boy Z. That's hey, that's what he told me. He wants to be he wants to be known as. Um, so as you know, we do a we do a, every episode. We do a kind of a retrospective to look at players that affected Juve in in positive ways. So. Um, Let's let's read this this week's edition of history in in Juve. I I don't know. I don't even have the history in black and white. History in black and white. That's right. Oh, I like it. I like it. No, get it. Black and oh man, no I problem. love you, man. Uh, so he writes. This weekend marked the beginning of Weston McKinney Juventus career. McKinney's Juventus career, the first ever American to don the black and white in history. Getting the surprise nod in the starting lineup, Weston impressed with his tenacity, strong tackling, and passing accuracy as Juventus took a convincing 3-0 opening day victory against Sampdoria. Immediately, people began to liken Weston to Juve players of, of the past, and one of them, at first glance, may come across as shallow and harmful. However, a deeper look would find that he, he has all the potential to follow in the footsteps of an iconic Juve player, Edgar Davids. After establishing himself as a champion at Ajax, Davids made a move in a, to an ill-fated move to AC Milan. Struggling to come back from a broken leg and adapt to a new culture and language, Davids found himself a bit notorious due to a string of off-field incidents involving bar fights and heavy partying. After 18 months in Milan, he arrived in Turin looking for a second chance and Marcello Lippi recognized his desire to be the champion footballer. During his time at Juve, Edgar Davids rose from the troubled soccer star to internationally recognized football icon. Despite the adversity placed before him, including a glaucoma diagnosis in 1999 that led to his signature sport goggle look, Davids truly lived up to the pitbull nickname given to him by Louis van Gaal. His hard tackling, unrelenting man-marking aggression, tactical aptitude made him a perfect partner to the elegant playmaking of Zinedine Zidane. However, David's technical ability, nimble footwork, and elegance of his own were a testament to his humble beginnings as a street footballer, something he proudly displayed and put to good use at the old lady. Winning three titles and two Supercopas during his tenure and, his, and very narrowly missing out on two more Champions League titles, David's was an icon in the, of the modern game, and should McKinney turn out anywhere close to Edgar David's caliber, he's in for quite a career at UA. Oh, baby. Thank you, Z. That was wonderfully written. I, again, uh, I, I love this segment. It's, it's so much fun to look back at UA of the past. And again, I, I, employ, I implore any younger uh, UA listeners like myself to, uh, to educate yourselves and to, uh, and to, and to read about you know, player, players from the past. Watch some old games. It's, it, could be, it could be a lot of fun. You know, there are people that have been suffering a lot longer than uh, – than uh, than than uh, than you and I have, so uh, yeah. Thanks, Z, yeah. for uh, for enlightening for enlightening uh, enlightening the youngins like me. And uh, Ed Edgar Davids is definitely one of the players I want I want to um, I want to pay tribute in in the Turin Giants clothing line for sure. Uh, Little just, teaser. Yeah, Giovanni, what's up, man? What's going on? 
Let's rock and roll, right, Joe. Let's go. You guys are ready? Oh, all right. So first question, and I apologize if I, you know, misread your handles. I'm just trying here. All right, first question. Yeah, you know what? Like, Sorry, Joanne, before, before, before we do that, do you mind if we tell people to write their actual names or, or just the name they want to be called? I, at? I, I don't it's, care. Should we ask them to put their pronoun too? His, I, it, it, it just, you know, whatever. No, it doesn't matter to me. I, I'll, I'll try to butcher it. And if I do, please, you know, kind of put a slight comment and I will try to pronounce it better next time. But all right, here we go. Without further ado, Niket, uh, you know, he frequently, you know, drops him some questions. So I appreciate that. Why don't we play the ball more at Ronaldo's feet? The goal he scored was fantastic. He's great in the air, but I think think it wastes so much of what he brings to the table. This seemed to be the case under Allegri and Sarri. The balls for Ronaldo were coming in the air off and around the box. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. I, I, I mean, Ronaldo offers a good aerial threat and it just depends. Like, I, it, 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 it depends how the, how the, how the buildup works. I'd argue the best way to empirically figure this out is by taking a look at you know, what the breakdown of goals for Ronaldo have been over the past, you know, two seasons, one under Allegri and one under Sarri. And that will for sure tell you, uh, you know, whether he scored the majority of them via head. That sounds like a job for, for Arjun. I don't know. I don't know if you guys know Arjun, but he's our, he's our statistician, official UA Twitter statistician. I would love to, to hear the breakdown. I will contact him. Maybe the next podcast we'll have, a little breakdown. He he gets Jeez. he does the craziest stats, like stuff you you can't find. So, uh, so yeah. So there's, little... there's an there's an official there's an official uh, there's an official title for anything in uh, on you at Twitter. Right? We have an official we have an official YouTube channel. We have an official uh, we have an official news so- site. We have an official podcast. We have an official uh, designer, an official historian, statistician, poet. These are official poets. Even though no one knows who he is. Anyway. Yeah, All I right, mean, buddy. so yeah, this is really non-conclusive answer. It, I just it, again, it depends on the on the on the way that the play is built up. So I would say I let's expect to see a little bit more um, play to be more fluid and on the ground. But we'll see. The next few games will tell us how that's going to look with uh, Pirlo. Uh, Sam, did you want to add something? I mean, crosses do get lumped into the box often. It's part of the game, especially when you play with wide players and when you play with fullbacks that, that, that that'll track up. Ronaldo was an aerial threat, but I actually do think the I actually do think they try to play a lot of balls through to him on the ground in the box. Um, you know, it, it really just depends where the threat is coming from. The threat is coming from the top of the box. I'll try to slip him through as they did against Sampdoria, and he does score a lot of goals that way. Um, yeah, I, I I don't I, I it's it's hard because I don't know I don't know the uh, I don't know the stats. I don't actually know if. We, we lump more balls forward in the air to him. That doesn't necessarily seem to be the case uh, based on my, my impression, but uh, yeah, I, I agree with you otherwise. Joel. Cool, cool, cool. All right, next question from Lorenzo Olonio. Do you start Frabotta again? Uh, <laughs> y- yes. <laughs> if you look at the roster, um, there's two choices. You either start the Shio or you start Frabotta. So until Alexandro comes back, we're really not going to, you know, maybe have that, that, that big question. So far, he's played two games in a row at the left back for Juventus. Both games, he's been good. This time, we're playing in Rome against Roma. 
reeling from a um, 3-0 uh, loss to Verona, which was handed down by uh, Sport Justice. My forfeit. That was another my only forfeit, Italy story yeah. that we uh, that we uh, that we discussed at length I on, on mean, my pod yesterday. That was yeah. Unreal, I think but. that I think that was a little bit too hard of a of a punishment for that. Well, you, you 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 can't you can't play an ineligible player, which is what they did, right? So uh, yes, I, 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 I get I get it. it, it but. It's 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 it, it's a it's a administrative mistake. You can't that three zeros of is a fucking big is in your yeah like, that's sure. uh, that's that's the standard that's the standard that's the standard result when you forfeit a game uh, sure no i get it but mm, i don't know anyway anyways I, so I would, uh sorry yeah i thought you were done go, go on go yeah on. no i would say i say you start frabotta again and you and you just and you see how it goes i think it's gonna be interesting to see how he performs um, at the Olimpico, and again, there's no fans, but we'll try, and you know, I mean, we'll see, we'll see how that goes. I'm very curious, but I forgot the starts. I think uh, no, I wouldn't. I would start Pellegrini, but it's not going to happen. I would especially start Pellegrini because I think he's a better player, and because he's playing against Roma, his ex team, and I think he has more experience playing in big games for the Azzurri uh, under 21, under 20 setup. He's played at the U20 World Cup. He's gotten called up to the Azzurri big uh, senior squad before, not by coincidence. He's played for them, and he has a full two seasons of Serie A under his belt. So I would play him, but it's not going to happen. So having said that, until Fabrota does something stupid or makes a mistake, yes, he gets to start. I think so. Uh, I actually have been impressed with him, too. I don't hate him. I just think Pellegrini is a top prospect. Um, Giovanni makes fun of me all the time. But I've I've relinquished the idea that he's going to play this year. So yeah, so, starts. Well, okay. I I knew uh, I knew Sam was gonna bring it up, so I'm glad you got this off your chest. So, anyways, <laughs> moving on to the next question by Yuri Rakovtsi. Uh Why Morata? Hypothetically, who would be the best number nine for Juve? Suarez, Mini, Zeko, or Morata? I can tell you who the best number nine is. Is the one that we have. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, he's the guy that arrived. And um, you know, all jokes aside, I think it's you know, I I think Pirlo had an idea of of a number nine that maybe fit the mold of what Zeko could do. Um, a little bit more, but that doesn't mean, in my opinion, that um, Pirlo is going to his ideals of football are are so static and dogmatic that he's not going to find a way to maximize Morata's contribution. I say, let's give it, let's give it until a couple of games past the October uh, national team breaks. I don't, right now, I don't see um, I don't see Pirlo potentially, you know, taking a risk, kind of jamming Morata in against Roma and against Napoli um, until... Wasn't there some really sort of COVID? Two big, two big games coming up too, you have to remember. So. Yeah, um, no, it's just the COVID thing is just needs to like practice isolated, I think, either to the next couple of days or this week. So I think you can... You can bring him as part of your squad, but I personally, you know, he's he hasn't practiced, and you know, let him, and he's coming from a completely different style of play with Simeone. So I say, to really see how Morata, how Morata will have an impact, <laughs> um, you're going to, we're going to have to so, wait till October. Do, so, do do you mind if I say something that I can't believe I, I mentioned? Morata's goal was the first goal I've seen live at the stadium watching Juve play for the first. I mean, I've Which seen one? him play in Los Angeles. 
Uh, sure. the, the goal against um, 2015 semifinal first leg at oh home. My god. That, that go- oh my god! Was literally sitting at and co- so we walk in. We got uh, me and Saeed, our my my old podcast partner. He um, he runs the Southern California fan club in a, in, in LA right now. Quick story. Sorry, I, I've told this before. So we went to the game. It was like a weak thing. I call him. I'm like, dude, let's go to the semifinal against Real. So Maurizio gets us the the seats at Curva Sud. We we walk in. We're kind of late. We got held up at the at the check in thing. Uh, so we walk in. One of the first things is, I mean, that that goal was like third minute or fourth minute or something. He scores right underneath us, and Curva Sud is so steep that I mean, people were just just falling falling from up like the celebrations were so wild because that goal was so unexpected uh we nearly like fell rows ahead and it was yeah it was, it was a good moment it was the first goal a first official goal that i've seen by by uh morato so it, it he holds a special place in my heart one of my favorite things to, to watch after a goal is scored is looking at the curve or looking at the stands and just like in the yeah. uk in the uk uh in the, in the uk because the, the the stands are so close to the pitch you know you just see absolute i mean uh <laughs> well, you see if, if we ever if we ever do wind up getting vuj on uh, as as we were as we were planning on a couple of weeks ago we had to rain check but maybe yeah, that's something to bring it up with him just absolute limbs just limbs, so, sail sailing and sailing in the air or just or just uh, or just just seeing fans explode up, or just run around and start jumping around. That's one of my favorite, one of my favorite, one of my favorite sights is just seeing a block Absolutely. of people, no, I, I, which, which, we really while, which we won't see for yeah, a while. Which we won't see for a while. I really miss. I mean, we, we we did see a thousand fans show. And Maurizio was one of the invited guests. Shout outs to him. He sent some really cool pictures. Um, Giovanni, go ahead. I just I just wanted to mention. I can't believe I, I haven't brought it up. It's such a <laughs> such a big part of my Juve Juve fandom. You know, like seeing the goal right in front of me live, and um, wanted to mention that. Go ahead. Next question. Next question from Anuj Rai. Which game do you think could possibly be our first loss? Man, <sighs> the next game. You, always, not, it's always the next game. I mean, I'm, come on, possibly. Yeah, I'm, I'm not Doctor Strange, so I do not know. But I hope it's not. Uh, you know, I hope it's not the Champions League final. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, I don't know, right? It's, it's, um, you, you, we have, we have a very, um, a very polarized, a we have, we have a very polarized schedule, meaning that it's front loaded and back loaded with major games. Let me the bring middle up. is kind of, you know, you that's where you kind of travel across Italy and and you play like the mid table to lower regional type of um, teams. So I think you really, you really don't want to lose against direct competitors. Um, Roma, Napoli are the next two games. Um, You want to, you want to just go through and into the international break with as many wins as possible because it helps the team psychologically. Then you never know. It could be, it could be anything. It could be due to an injury. It could be due to form. Um, again, I, I, I don't know. I would say, I would say it's probably going to be an away game and it might be, it might be once we start playing champions league, I would say. Go. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not a problem. And, and actually, I'll, I'll, be, or, I'll be going on a limb too, one second. <laughs> it could be against a stupid fucking team like Verona or Genoa, where we always have problems playing them out like at their home 
pitch. It's I, you, you always there's always a, Juventus loses at least one of those games every. Well, the next oh, big away game after Roma is against Lazio, but that's um, November eighth. So uh, there's See? no really big big away. I mean, there's Spezia, oh, yeah. um, the the powerhouse that is Spezia. That's um, November November first. We're playing at their home, so I don't I don't really see us losing. But maybe Lazio will will have our number again. We'll see. We'll see. They didn't do much in the transfer, so I I don't know. Anyways, by uh, the way, Sam, since we have something? a no, 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 all all, all good. Uh, I like 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 I kind of interjected in the beginning and interrupted you and and said um, any 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 game is a potential for a loss, you know. Word, uh, word. So, okay, Farhad, you got something? No. Okay, <laughs> cool. Next, Izaki Panju. Question, how do you think Pirlo might incorporate the attack with Ronaldo, Dybala, Kulusevski, Morata, Costa? But we already talked – he'll, he'll be happy that we already Aye. talked about this, but he'll be, he'll, he'll be happy that we already talked about this. And um, What we said was a bit of a cop-out. I said it'll be interesting to see what yeah. happens. Um, but how do I think it'll – how do you th- – okay, how do you, how do you see it happening in, in one sentence or less? Because yeah, we, we, we don't fucking know, right? Like, <laughs> Fluidly. Yeah, I mean, in one, in, one, in one word, it will be fluid. And I'll tell you why. Because, again, he's going to try to look at what the best things uh, these, these, you know, the, the, the people that are going to be the attacking players can do. And he's just trying to put – he's just going to try to put them in the best, you know, in the best possible way to contribute so long as it's within his, his principal philosophy of – of football. So I would say let's see let's see what the team looks like when a lot of these players are 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 fit and ready to go. Right now, I'll tell you who's starting on on Saturday potentially. It's going to be Ronaldo and Kulusevski with Ramsey in the hole. Cuz Dybala is still uh, still out. <clears throat> yeah, but it sounds like Dybala could be okay, but if it were me with muscular yeah. injury, sit down Dybala, don't worry about it. Maybe come back. And, and, as, and as we've and as we established a couple of weeks ago after you talked about the Zaniolo injury, you are an expert when it comes to muscular injuries. So, um, <laughs> so well, they, they should take your you're, advice you're, on that. He's the official medic of the Turin Giants podcast. I, you know, I, I would yeah. say <laughs> we 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 need an official medic on uh, on Juve on Juve in the Juve Twitter. Well, show. we do have a uh, question. Question by by a by a doctor who, but he's more of a, I want to say. Let me see his profile. Is it Daniel? I love Daniel. No, he's a he's a emergency medicine. Jesus yeah, Daniel God. Daniel Defari. Daniel's so, a big supporter of the podcast, so and, and yeah, I, so I know he's got him. more. Shout out to him. Yeah, he, he my, definitely has more of a medical background than I will ever have. <laughs> my my answer my answer to the previous question is I think it'll be rotational. I think uh, there's going to be a lot of rotation. I think you're going to have to have that this year. Schedule is going to be a little bit more jam packed. And that we're starting a month later, um, so yeah, I, I think there, there's going to be a little bit of rotation and, exper- and experimentation as well. Um, but again, it's it's anyone's guess. Only Pirlo knows what he wants to do right now. Dude, why are you going back to the old question, Sam? Samuel, <laughs> do no, not. He's good. He provided, <laughs> he provided his two cents, man. Come on, this is a, this is a but democracy. You're... Well, you were reading a new question already, so that, that he had it read, no, he, no, no. He was, read. No, it, you yeah. guys were stalking this profile. Is what you were doing? Anyways. You didn't read his question yet? <laughs> Settle <laughs> down, kids. Anyways, all right. Next, next one for real. What's, for what's so, up, Doc? What's up, Doc? Let's let's. Uh, so this Doc. one, no. Uh, before before Doctor Daniel, we have another contributor here, Sajad Dadashpur. 
What do you think about Morata? Should we forgive him for that Juve Atletico game? And is he the right oh, man tactically? So once stop on, it with on, a, a celebration. Hold on. So all right, sorry. All right. Um, so he celebrated. Actually, he celebrated a goal. Yes, it was against Juve. But like that whole celebration BS that people get. He is. He. He. He, he didn't. He didn't belong team. to Juve anymore. He didn't belong to Juve anymore, man. I mean, whatever. It's a big goal. Yes. Uh, he, yes, we forgive him. It's a big goal. He's playing at home against his like you know current team. Um, that, that doesn't mean anything. It's just a celebration. He was happy, but then again, people are going to be like, he didn't celebrate against Real Madrid, but they were currently his employer. Employer. Yeah, anyway, he was on. He was on loan. He was on loan. It's. It's. it's sorry. Right. Go ahead. All right, a lot of feels about that, you know, question uh, from Sajad. And uh, I think, I, I'll be honest, I did not know what a Juve Atletico game he was referring to. I thought he was referring to the ass whooping that Atletico got. And, you know, I believe Chiellini literally, like, bullying Morata. And, and I would say, should we forgive him for that? I'm like, well, what's there to forgive? He got his ass kicked. But, uh, you know, obviously... He was no, he celebrated the goal that was later disallowed. Yeah, that's fine. It is what it is. Yeah, I I share your same opinion. Um, to me, it's it's it is what it is. Just it's personal choice. These are people at the end of the day, and it's very emotional. I would I have done it probably not knowing that you know that's what Juventus do. But then again, we we welcome back Bonucci after he washed his mouth in front of, you know, I don't care. It's not, you know, at the end of the day, how material is it to Juventus winning a trophy? Not that material. So we'll, we'll, we'll just, yeah, Fair. we forgive him. Um, is he the right man tactically? And what do I think about him? I, I think we've talked about it um, pretty a lot in the podcast. I think, um, I think he has the potential to be a really good contributor. And it, tactically, I, I think it's, it, he, does provide a, a, a you know a good option and variability to the way that Pirlo is going to want to play the game. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing him. And also, can know, I just say something about his 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 um, mental capacity? It feels like when he when he left Juve, maybe not Real Madrid. I'm sure he felt like at home, but other teams just felt like a puppy. Just just you can see that that in his face. So hopefully coming back, you know, quote unquote home and seeing familiar faces and having a motivator like Pirlo coaching you, you know, give him a little more confidence. And I feel like a confident Morata is a, is a fucking weapon, man. A like, I feel Morata. like he's, 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 he's a deadly Morata, by the way, name of my new band. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Now, Alberito. Alberito. <laughs> <laughs> On to uh, Dr. Daniel Jafari in this question. So, um, movement on the ball reminded me a lot of Pep's Barca. I saw Chiellini doing unkillini things. I definitely agree with you on that. I watched mm-hmm. Fabota switching sides with ease. I definitely agree. A breath of total football. 100% agree. Do you expect mm-hmm. this to get better or f- uh, um, to get better or for Pirlo to check in out and go back to Allegri style on the first loss? So, There's no going back, baby. Uh, one second. So I like, I'll be, I'll, I'll, so let me tell you this. I'm, let me just answer the question specifically. No, I don't see Pirlo switching his playing philosophy, right? Because that's, that's, that's who he said he is. But I'm going to say this. There's many, many, many pundits on Italian radio, on Italian TV, 
on uh, opinion pieces, on editorial pieces, talking about who Pirlo could be as a coach and who Pirlo reminds them as a coach, right? And just looking at the most recent coaches that Juventus has had, the guy that they put their finger on is Allegri because Allegri is a pragmatist, first of all. Like him or not, like him or not, Allegri is a pragmatist, but he's an old school Italian player that played in the 80s and 90s. And he grew up with a certain, you know, type of bias, what we see as a biased Italian play. Right? He played for so Napoli, he's by a, the way. Yeah, yeah, he did. And uh, Pescara as well, you know, he's, he's, and let me tell you, this, this is, a, is a character. And so we can get into it in another podcast. But he is a pragmatist because, and we saw it at Juve. He came in wanting a trequartista. They didn't get him. Uh, who is that guy? Isco. And he's like, okay, well, you know, squadra che vince, non si cambia. You know, winning team. You don't change. 3-5-2. Mm, Boom. And then he rode the 10-euro restaurant team to the Champions League final. And he still figured out a way to get his own trequartista, right? He, he kind of made uh, Vidal into kind of that hybrid guy. So, but he's a pragmatist. You he do not tried mention a 4-3-3. Three, three. this podcast anymore. Uh, you guys leave me alone. <laughs> so, you know, but the, the, the lack of outrage over the fact that Vidal joined Inter, at least. Lack we can, of, we can reserve this to, for another podcast <laughs> right at the end. Sorry, buddy. Go, go ahead. Sorry. One yeah. second. I mean, in the middle of a concept here. So, 4-3-3, the second year of Allegri, did not work very well. What did he do? Or, or the third year? 4-2-3-1. And we bashed everybody's head in until we got our ass kicked against Real Madrid and, and Cardiff, right? But he, mm-hmm. he is a pragmatist that will put out a team to win. The problem is that Allegri is a defensive pragmatist. And in my opinion, I see Pirlo as an offensive pragmatist. Only time will tell. But, you know, people really like to paint Allegri with a very negative, you know, brush. And, 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 and I think it's a little bit unfair Right, and uh, I, 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 he's he, to me out of any of the modern Italian coaches left now. I, I don't consider Ancelotti. I think Ancelotti is more of a you know previous generation. I think he's the guy that has had the most success and could have the most success internationally once if he decides to go outside of Italy. I think so. Um, but yeah, hopefully this this answers your question. Um, yeah, so you guys were talking about Vidal, you know, people being outraged. And I just had one side note. I was going to say the fact that he's that people don't seem to be that outraged. I think is is indicative of the fact that like he's 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 not. You know, I don't I don't I don't think people would have expected much of him had he come back to you as was rumored very lightly, very lightly, like a month ago. I don't think anyone really realistically thought it would have been a great move anymore. Like, yeah, um, there would have been the way, emotion just, involved, but like not, but I think the, the thing with Morata is, yeah, it was, yeah, it's an emotional transfer, but people are, are pragmatic enough to realize that he's a guy in his prime coming now who has more to give than Vidal, whose whole game was based on energy, which he doesn't have anymore. Yeah, uh, well, you know what they say, the opposite of love is indifference. And I think uh, that's how to respond. I think if Vidal made his professional choices and Juventus made their professional that's choices it, that's too. It, man finish no problem like I yeah you, you, you know he's you know he's desperate and that sort of like gives gives us the the satisfaction he, that he did he did go to the last i'm sure that was his last choice you know out of yeah. quote-unquote bigger teams that wanted him 
I'm sure fun. Inter was the last team he wants to go to. Look, he, he, let's he, be he's fucking never winning, honest. He's never winning that Champions League that he left. Let us, us be fun. Let, let us be honest. Conte, as the day after Sarri got sacked, or when there was rumors that Saki was getting, uh, Saki, Sarri was getting sacked, he was making noise like all those issues with Inter and Inter's management. This guy was, was pining to come back to Juventus. He was pining to come back to Juventus last year. He is now welcome back. Same thing, Vidal. Oh, you guys, oh, Ronald Coleman, you want to boot me? Okay. Juve, you guys interested? I would love to come back. No, thank you. You're a little bit too old. Don't fit the mold, but best of luck. At the end of the day, all these guys want to come back to Juventus, and mm-hmm. I don't blame them. Mm-hmm. Anyways, last question from, I guess, a burgeoning fellow podcaster, Worked Up Pod. Are there any players in the squad, aside from Ronaldo and Tech, that you think are guaranteed starters when fit this season? Um, so first of all, let me just say, sorry, the, the, the audio, the audio cut out. Can you read that question again, please? Yes. Are there any players in the squad aside from Ronaldo and tech? So Chesney that you think Mm -hmm. are guaranteed starters when fit this season. So I'll go ahead and say, you know, worked up pod. Uh, you know, I listened to your podcast. It was, it was good. You know, I really enjoyed it. Um, but from your picture and then from the sound at the point, I did not expect, you know, the Trinidadian accent, which is cool. I really like Shaka Hislop on ESPN FC. So shout out. Uh, he, you know, he gave us uh, mad props. So really enjoy the fact that you're a listener. Um, with respect to your question, um, look, I'll tell you this. Uh, Ronaldo starting. Chesney starting, Bonucci is starting, Ronaldo, uh, well, Ronaldo's there, so we've got three. Let's see who else is starting. Um, I, I think, I know, I, I, I don't I know. I will tell you this. When, I think Bonucci is, and that's it. I, I think anyone, any other one is sort of ambiguous. Maybe Danilo, maybe Danilo, because we don't no, have another no, right no, back. No, 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 um, eventually, potentially, maybe delict if you want to get Danino more playing time in a three-man rotation. But to me, what I what I expect, yeah, you're right. I think top, like really, 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 really high level is going to be is going to be uh, Chesney, Bonucci, Ronaldo. I can't answer for who that guy and is going to be in the midfield because the midfield is like so new. Yeah, so and, and, right and there's now, a lot of depth there. There's a and there's a lot of depth. And there. I and I think okay. the the rotation is going to be what it is. But yeah, we, again, let's give it to about mid October after that October break. If we see what that constant, you know, starting lineup is in the middle, and if it includes Rabiot more than McKenny or McKenny more than Rabiot or Betancourt or Arthur or whatever, then we'll we'll get a better idea. But I, I think, think it's going to be a very fluid roster, which I like. I like a lot. So, of- but 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 let's give me the starting eleven uh, as if we are playing a Champions League game tomorrow. You know, I feel like I feel like Champions it's got to be the same as the-, the one against Sampdoria. Probably, yeah. okay. probably, yeah. because those. I mean, if we're looking, if you're well, saying based on who's healthy, based tomorrow. on who's healthy too, based on who's healthy too, you know, exactly. like Morata's we- not available, everyone's not available. Healthy. Okay, so everyone is healthy. Give me ta- give so me the video games. So it's a video game. We've got everybody there. I to me, you start with um, start with Chesney. Making notes. 
Okay, yeah, I'm that way because I'm, I'm, I'm actually drawing the formation. Bonucci, <laughs> middle of a three-man back, okay? Then to the right, because correct me if I'm wrong, the Ligt is a right. Uh, yes, yeah, the Ligt is the Ligt for sure because he also provides you that smart and that like, uh, you know, total football kind of Dutch kind of play. He's, 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 he's good. He's got like good technique. I think he, he uh, man, this back line is going to be deadly. Um, Chiellini, because Chiellini is the heart and soul captain. Good to go. Um, it, it, I have to say in a, okay, four man, four man midfield. With Cuadrado on the right and Sandro on Alexander the on the left, we can all agree. Mm-hmm. Then three, four, three, okay. So we have so I okay. So the two, the two midfielders. I think we're going to we're going to roll with a double pivot. I haven't seen Arthur play. Right, but assuming that Arthur is is that guy that has that added precision and speed in trying to you know uh, distribute the ball, I would say Arthur. Mm-hmm. But at that point, you know, you gotta partner him up with some dude that's got muscle and size and good. So, that's, so that's let's McKinney. just say that's McKinney. That's gotta be. McKinney. I know. I could say Rabiot too because Rabiot is. Is a big fucker and he's a strong guy. Okay. So I, but but let me tell you this: those two middle are the ones that we might see change the most. So if if I say Arthur, I could have said Bentancur easy, mm-hmm. yeah. and as I said Rabiot, I could have said McKenny. So you pick. It could be you make make all the permutations mathematically that you want for what you for those two. But it could be Bentancur and Rabiot. It could be Betancourt and McKenney. It could be, you know, whatever it is. Then Cristiano Ronaldo at the top. Morata. Alvarito. And, I would uh, say and Alvaro and Dybala. But has to be. Has this, to be. But 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 this this one similarly, you can as as I put down Dybala, I put next to his name Kulusevski. Mm-hmm, As I sure. put down Mora Al- Alvaro, I put down Ramsey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So these are these are guys. And then again, you, you Costa is your twelfth man if he stays, and mm-hmm. because he's your twelfth man, it just depends on like you know what's going on. Right? Yeah, I, like so. Even yeah, in this, this is, scenario, Costa is injured. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> even if it's the most realistic scenario, yeah, it's worse. Him and Kadir are injured. <laughs> Um, it's man. like it's like the it's like the office when Dwight plays a, like a fantasy game online and he's a co-manager. It's the same story. <laughs> like even even as even as a fantasy, Costa is still injured. I would say yeah. Like I'll take back what I said about Danilo. I was kind of assuming there'd be a four-man back because um, I just think he's the only like clear starting right back. But I guess yeah, you can make a case that Cuadrado will probably rotate with him there. So to answer the doc's question, other than Tech. And Ronaldo, I think the only lock, lock, lock starter is Bonucci because I do think that if you play a four-man back, um, then Chiellini and Delic could be interchangeable. Um, so I actually, you know what? I'll also say Alexandro. So Alexandro and Bonucci are the only two locks to start, other than Ronaldo and Pia- and uh, not Piatek and uh, um, 
Chesney. Um, Chesney. Boy, 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 Chesney. Every other one is variable. So that's a good thing. We have uh, we have options available. It'll be interesting to see how Definitely. can you so to, this so, so to finish this podcast, uh, I just literally came up with this idea. Let's name the number of games that it will take Ronaldo to score a free kick. Let's just do... Um, I don't think he's going to score not... a free kick this year. There, done. So okay, that's that's your that's your. Put it um, up. We, 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 first of all, how dare you? We have to do the, the jinx, the reverse jinx. Forty-five games. It's not, it's not about whether he. Will. I know he will. Just just tell me how many games you predict it will take him. Fifty. Yo. I don't think he's going to. Fifty games. There, that's my answer. I, Man, dude, I hope he does it next next game so we can shut the fuck up about it for the rest of the season. That's oh, how it's done, God. Sam. So so Giovanni says next game. Sam says no games. I say against Napoli, he bangs in a first first half goal. Uh first half free kick. If that happens, I mean like like you should I don't I don't know. Okay, okay. I hate these ra- right. I hate these random these random predictions like just based based on pure chance, eh? But it's every, not a every, prediction. Every, this every, is just a fun game, game to play. Oh, it's not that's, no. That's the thing. It's it's a fun games. game to play. Who who guesses it? Just name the number, dude. Uh is it like the price is right where where uh, where if I'm over then 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 Definitely. It's... December. I don't know. Christmas. Nice little Christmas present for there. Jesus, this was a lot, a lot more difficult than I thought. All right, Christmas. Christmas Day is when he scores. That's He's that's your shot. gift. Your boxing we don't play day. on <laughs> Christmas Day. Boxing Day. I don't know. Uh, oh, man. In, 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 in childishness. Had a lot of fun, man. guys. As yeah, this always, this has been a slice. All right, yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, b- besides the actual podcast where we, we all agree that we have a lot of fun, it's also fun constructing this podcast. And I want to shout out to Giovanni and Sam. Those, those, these, I mean, we're literally at 11.30 p.m. Like, time to go to sleep. We're still talking about the podcast, planning it, uh, talking a lot of shit. So it's, it's a lot of fun doing a podcast with you guys. I love you guys. And it shows because we're getting so much positive uh, feedback from, from the listeners telling us that this is becoming one of our favorite podcasts. Respect. And, let let know, us know if you like the link. Of, of pods they've been going a little long let us know listeners uh, at uh, at uvet podcast on twitter let us hey, know we're gonna have to shorten it once I, we've got like three games a week you know or maybe or maybe we do one you know one where we just touch a little bit on everything but more than anything give us like be participatory in this this shows for you if we ask you guys to drop questions drop questions if you well they are comments, they are yeah don't be shy know. yeah don't be shy don't sometimes be shy. you know just, just even if you guys have random questions, we might not even put all of them in the podcast, but for sure I will do my best to answer them if they're you know specific to me or we can organize the podcast and, and drop an answer for y'all. So respect. Awesome. Thank right. you guys. Let me just finish, finish this off. Episode number 151. Um, in the books. Thank you guys. I don't think we say that enough on this podcast and fuck inter. Uh, that, that's, I just wanted to get that off my chest since we talked about the whole Vidal thing. Uh, thank you, boys. This was fun. And Forza Juve. Take it easy. Forza Juve.